What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Wow, that was were, like the right note to start on. You and you chose it. I and well, I chose up the up the octave. Yeah, that helps me. It, I, you had to switch into a new register. I did at the very end, and I did it seamlessly. <laughs> you didn't scream, which is nice. I mean, why am I not auditioning for the all female version of seventeen seventy six? Excuse me. Wait, is Jenna? What, who's auditioning? Aaron Markey? What's going on? People, uh, there's. People who I'm not going to disclose who, because I'm sure they have signed NDAs who have auditioned for the all female version of 76. And I wish that I was brought in just, you know, because I feel like it. So, you know, it's. um, I was thinking, I had this thought the other day that in an all female show, I don't know why I had this thought, it might have been a dream, that if somebody went out sick, that like a group of people like Jen or someone was like, Jack knows his part. He just bring him in. And then a producer would be like, he is a man. And Jen would be like, barely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It, that is really true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I was reflecting recently about when I was in kindergarten. We've talked about this before. I mean, I was like, I'm half boy, half girl. And I still put that, I would put that on my resume today for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> or, you know, please. Jack Fervor, actress, half boy, half girl. I mean, it's it define me by the ocean or Isabelle Huppert. Um, I had a dream about you last night. Oh. Jeremy might have been in it too, but my, I don't recall. God, I want to hear about We were it. in Copenhagen, which only got Incredible. revealed later on in the dream because we were <laughs> on boats uh-huh. Traversing all these like islands with castles on them. I've never been to Copenhagen. Uh, well, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure if you're in Copenhagen, you're on a boat with these castles. I mean, I've be. been to the airport. It was very chic. It has wood floors, but I've oh, never. Incredible. I know. Were they super dirty and like no. awful and warped? Northern no. European airports have wood floors that are somehow immaculate. They're like finished with some kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. poison. Yeah, absolutely. But, like many, many, many coats. Of yeah, slack. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But I. So we're on these boats and then we had to go through this sort of like subway tunnel system that was very scary, but also there was cars coming through it and we were on some kind of motorized scooter things that you lay down on. No idea. Uh-huh. Made it up in my head. Uh-huh. This was clearly a fever dream based on Chernobyl because I was, I saw the diving episode. <laughs> I haven't seen Chernobyl. I couldn't watch it. it it's, you know, no, don't. I can't like, it is me, absurd. I when I was like, you know, dealing with eczema, which which I had been dealing with on and off. I came home one day and it was really bad and Jeremy had it on and it was the part where, I don't know if you've gotten to it, um, where the guy, the young, like, guy was, like, the lead. You know, he was, the, like, a manager or something. Okay. And he's in the bed mm-hmm. with just, like, many layers of skin just coming uh-huh. off and his girlfriend, like, steps behind the plastic because mm-hmm. she loves him and I was like, turn it off. I, I, it's it's relentlessly bleak. There's no comedy. No, there's no. no it gets Spoiler funny. Spoiler alert: things do end up good for her. Yeah, for blonde girl. Shocking. She has a babe. Whatever. Anyhow, her husband died. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not great. That's not great. I mean, Chernobyl. Talk about like, you know, it's not now. It's not if. It's when will it happen next? Stop. It's, well, I, I I really went to bed last night. Like, I couldn't. I'm a good sleeper, and I was you are, actually. I've I was laying in bed, like, I could like business. feel the radiation from my like cell phone. I almost turned off my internet. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> you guys, we're being radiated constantly. We 
absolutely are. Yeah. I was thinking yesterday, you know, when you like fumble for your headset and you're like, I should really get my headset in so that I'm not holding this device right next to my brain. And then I thought, I just can't find my headset right now. Whatever. I, you know, as if holding this phone by my ear is going to be any worse than like crossing the street or taking right, being on a plane, having the phone in the pocket at all times. I put mine on airplane mode every time I really have, Every time. I'm going to do that. But I don't know if that really does anything. Right. If you're a scientist and you listen to this podcast, let us know if putting it on airplane mode can, you know, block the radiation gamma, all of it. Yeah. Well. It's re- so was there anything else that happened? Yeah. So the somehow oh. we got through this tunnel system mm-hmm. to the hotel where we were staying. Hmm. And you had done the booking and I just was like, I wonder what the situation is. And Lindsay Clark was there and I walked up some like wooden stairs and saw her room. I was like, oh, this is nice. You have like your own big room. This is going to be chic. Mm -hmm. And we, I get to, I then arrive at the front desk after you and you're already in the midst of a fight with the um, person at the desk. And you're like, you're like, well, then you're going to have to move us. You're like, I, you were like, I will not use common bathrooms. That's absolutely correct. And so you, you had gotten like a suite basically with two bedrooms and a shared bathroom. And you were like, absolutely not. I share a bathroom with you. Right. But not in the stream. Okay. And then I just sort of like stepped a few feet away to be like, oh, can't wait till this is over. Yeah. And that was the end of the dream. (laughs) I guess it was a nightmare. (laughs) I also feel it's because we have... You know that talk yesterday about what we're doing for our August travel that mm-hmm. we take? Oh, right. And we had ta- I was like, well, we could take a ferry to go to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we will be staying in hotels together. <laughs> right. And you probably were living out like any sort of nightmare that could happen with it, including yeah. a dream of us being in ferries passing castles on Lake Copenhagen. I really wanted to see our hotel rooms, but I never I'm got so there. I never got and then you woke up after that? I don't know. Something else happened. And then you dreamed of cake. I don't know. I mean, I had a, I had a weird night last night. I did the show. We How did the show. did it go? It was fine. I mean, it was really like minute to minute. We all arrived at six. The show is at seven forty-five. So I had an hour and 45 minutes. I didn't leave my house yesterday. I love that. And leave my house. Did that feel nice? Uh, it felt weird. It was semi-depression or Yeah, just... well, I was like, our show's not happening. I woke up in the morning, I said, the show's not happening. It really like and it then, was not going to happen. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to ballet class because the show's not happening. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna watch some Chernobyl, watch some Bon Appetit. Brad uh, went spear fishing oh, in a okay. wetsuit, which was very provocative. Uh-huh. And, um, and I fed myself a little bit. And then I, at a certain point, I just kept, started getting messages like, it could happen. And I was like, whoa. So then I started like stretching at my house, like rolling my ankles and like doing a straddle on my bed. But while still watching Chernobyl. (laughs) And um, finally it was like, everyone show up at six. Wow. Yeah. So I went at six and I, you could say I warmed up for an hour and 45 minutes, but I really warmed up for 15 and talked for an hour and 15. What we love to do. And then I... uh, Strapped on my clothes. Melissa and Sarah and Jason had tested the grass with their sneakers on and more. They were like, it's actually okay. So I was like, okay. So right before I went out, I tightened my sneakers like really, really hard because I was like not slipping. And I immediately started getting cramps in my arches. Yeah. Which I didn't anticipate. Right. So then as the piece was going, 
which it was cool. A lot of people were there and we were dancing inside of them and it was really misty and spooky. Right. And that was good. Yeah. It looked, the lighting and mist looked good it was for the good. designs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so and at a music. certain point in the piece, I was like, Ugh, my body feels weird. <laughs> and there was like, there's like a two minute moment in the middle where we just go back to the start uh-huh. to begin again. And I, at this point, you would appreciate it. I became extremely casual and just started doing body work. So I like started massaging my arches on the edges of anything, on the edges uh, of boxes, on the edges of stairs. On the edges of someone who looked like they were in boots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then during the second run of the piece, like if I had a moment to wait to start a duet, I just got down on the ground and started doing stretches. Like twisting your feet, like yeah. grabbing right into the Oh my, because and... my calf started to pull on my left side. So Ooh, then I started girl, to... girl, that's always a freak for just me. Just started doing stretches. Why don't you just quickly loosen those laces? Because that didn't occur to me that my yeah. shoelaces were too tight. Right. And I only complete... actually came to that conclusion on oh. a train ride this morning. Oh yeah, when you were like, oh wow, I like wrapped my arches yeah. like in duct tape yeah. and then expected my flexibility to remain right. Yeah, Wow. But I had a good time, generally. That's good. That's a lot of familiar faces. I couldn't stop winking at people. <laughs> I just winked like 55 times. I, I like, love that. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love, I love in like... The, in the, like, you know, a fairly formal Pam dance, just you rolling your arches out and winking at everyone. Oh, well, I, I think it's incredible. I, I, I think that is... I could feel myself, like, switching back and forth between, like, pretentious, blind contemporary dance yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, fully laughter. B, B, I want B, I want B all the time now yeah. at, a, at a show. I'm embarrassed about A, to be frank. It's embarrassing, I have to say, because, well, you know, if, if you've done it, and I mean, talk about the number of times I've done it in We've my all done own it. work. I know. Where I'm like, you There's know There's photos what? of me staring out, but I know I'm looking for a cue, but I look crazed. You don't actually. You look so good. And I loved how flushed your face got. There was yeah. like, a re- like blood came to your face because you're clearly working. Working, running. Like you. Chasses. Yeah, yeah. And you and Sarah are really like, watch this. And there's a, it's like you both look just so chic and fierce. That's nice. We had a good time last night. Yeah, you guys looked amazing. It looked really good. And then this is a, so here's two stories. Okay. So then we had a reception afterwards. I had to like pack up the costumes and walk. Stuart came. And so he came, Zach and Stuart and I walked to this boat where we were having a reception. So Mm -hmm. we stepped onto a boat, Mm -hmm. which wasn't like a ferry. It was a boat. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like, whoa. Oh, no wonder you had more dreams about boats. Yeah. Wow, girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we had like a small amount of food and then... Like crudite? Some tiny lobster rolls. Uh-huh. And, but drinks. People were drinking. Oh, hot. <laughs> Alcohol <laughs> and then, calories. And then Zach was like, I feel sick. I was like, let's get off the boat. So we all got off the boat and then we all started walking as a group. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I'm in a dance company. We're going to go to dinner. And then, like, as we walked, like, people just... Each person got more and more tired. Started to leave. So Sarah gets in a cab. Right. One person down. We have six people left. We're walking. Uh Taylor and Victor are now talking about going to a ball, going out dancing. Uh Taylor's gone. Victor's gone. Then... This is like an Agatha Christie story. Then I'm Christine, Jason, me, Zach. We get to Bubby's. Uh Wait till you hear this. Closed, 10 p.m. It's still there. Still there. But closed at 10 p.m. Used to be 24 hours. I, the number of times we went there at 2 a.m. to the get high. I was truly like, New York is actually dead. Wow. Then continued walking. Guess where we 
really ended up just a block from there where we celebrated your 30th birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Walkers. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Where you used to live. Yeah, yeah. So we went in there and then right at that moment, Jason and Christine were like, not going to do it. They left. Zach and I had dinner by ourselves. It was so sad. Wow. But I mean, I love Zach. But we have to have Zach on the podcast. Yeah. Because we love him. Anyways, that's one story. Story number two. I had dinner the night before with friends from Interlock and Matt Matthew. Right, right, right. Right. And Matt took us to this fancy Tom Colicchio thing Mm -hmm. downtown. And his friend was a manager. And at the end of the night, we'd had a nice night. Matt was like, I want to take our picture. So we stood there on either side of Matt, me and Matthew, Uh who are like high school twins. Yeah. He took a million photos with his phone, dark, completely dark. Then Matthew's like, I want to see them. So Matt like pressed the like view button uh-huh. and we're looking at the pictures, which is now reversed. It's the mirror image of what it was. And he keeps pointing at my face and he's like, oh, this can't, that can't be fixed. Oh, that, nope, that's bad. Can't fix that. What? He thought he was pointing at himself because he was on that side of the thing. Meanwhile, he has a mustache, doesn't wear glasses. And he was truly like, ugh. And I was like, Matthew, you are pointing at my face. Oh, wow. Sitcom. That is literally, literally, the show writes itself. I was, it was incredible. That is so incredible. Matthew started crying with laughter because he truly didn't understand what was happening. He truly thought it was him. Yeah, he was like, something's wrong with Wow, that is absolutely sitcom. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh man, Anyways, those are my stories. Those are really, really good. Um, Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, I don't know if I have any stories like that. I really don't think I do. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh. Oh. Oh, our guest will be arriving shortly. Wonderful. Did you watch episode two of Big Little Lies? Of course. I mean. I really want um, Zoe. I mean, the, I love the idea of Zoe Kravitz's mom in it, like someone who'd like leave a crystal by my bed and put mm-hmm. their hands on my body and have a sense of what I'm going through. At the same time, as I texted you, I have a friend who has that, and it's not great, right? Because then, well, it's she like, seems not totally great. No, she doesn't seem totally great, but she is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, love I loved her. the dinner scene where she was like. Well, you're dumb as paint. I it mean, talk about like Sagittarius mom. Totally. That's like you as a mom. She for real. was like, absolutely. You would be like, well, you're dumb. She was like, you have no intuition. Right. So <laughs> get with the program. It was amazing. That was really good. What else was good? I liked when Laura Dern was like, I will not not be rich. That line. Yeah. That line was really the the line of this she, last episode. I will not, not not be rich. She's not going to do it. Also loved the whole, I loved thinking about how they shot the scene. She's like, get out of the car. And get then the she car. drives and then goes around the median. And then like, I thought he was going to jump in front of a car in front of her. I know. Like she would watch her husband kill himself, which really, would have been incredible. Well, at least then everybody's attention would have moved away from the other death. It's true, but it didn't happen. No, we're still fixating on it. We're still really in it. What about, oh, it made me so sick when Nicole Kidman was like, you know, he beat me. And Meryl Streep was like, and yet you stayed. 
Oh, and she doesn't believe her. She is really that. She's so awful. Like, really. I can't wait for this she's scene. She's not going to let Nicole tell the truth. I can't wait for that scene that we've seen the publicity photo of where Reese Witherspoon perhaps throws an ice cream cone on Meryl Streep. Oh. Remember that, that? No. It was like a publicity photo of, like, shooting, and it's Reese Witherspoon with an ice cream oh. cone, like... Held back that was the Street. most intense scene of the show where the daughter and Reese. Whoa. That was really rough. He acted up a storm. Adam Scott, good job. He do, did the face. That he was re- like, that's correct. Yeah. The absolute, like. The full shock. Fury like, and shock and embarrassment. And like, um, okay, uh, I'm going to go get my ears checked. Amazing that she just lied immediately. Oh, no, we didn't say that. Well, I mean, Reese her character so good the daughter oh the daughter i'm excited to see what the little daughter who was like are you guys mad at me oh (gasps) that was acting as well so that that was well everyone is acting that's for sure but really great acting and then that line of (laughs) can i have my phone back the way the daughter acted i remember the way the show does that is really perfect i remember my mom telling me a secret about this girl who i grew up with and my mom being like you know, her parents might be getting a divorce when I was like seven. And I was like, wow. And then at school, I was like, so, wow, you guys, so-and-so's parents might be getting a divorce. And my mom being like, how could you? That was our secret. Da-da-da-da-da. I was that girl who was like, are you gonna throw me out? You know, like really... (laughs) And her being like, well, I'm mad. We have secrets. Yeah, we really did, Mom. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yikes, spikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That was one of those first things I remember being like, oh, all these things my mom tells me I can't tell anyone. Well, now Iggy and the twins are brothers. Yeah, that was... It's pretty absurd. And pretty absurd. And like Nicole and Shailene. Shailene? Uh-huh. Yeah. You nailed it. First oh, good. I, really, I always want to call her Shailene. But I don't know. Is that a name? I think so. I think I met <laughs> someone named Shaylee. I did. Somewhere in the South. Anyhow. No. Um, no, I did. I, I remember <laughs> meeting her. <laughs> yeah. Shaylee. Shaylee. Anyhow. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah. It was a good, still good episode. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Not as good as episode one. No, no. But it was that good. That was really, you know, looking forward to episode three. <gasps> I watched Euphoria. You should watch it Tell now me. that you have What's HBO. That? It's about teens having sex, doing drugs, um, getting into like real trouble, and it's great. Okay, it's good. Sounds it's stressful. Good. Well, you're Mel- watching Chernobyl. It's very. If you want to watch something funny, something else I watched was uh, Los Espookes, which is the new. Uh, <laughs> Julio Torres. Remember Julio Torres? No. The comedian? You do. No. Who he, is that? He is a comedian. He, you know, I feel like all the queens really got to know her when she was writing for SNL and she did the, like, Boys with Wells sketch that SNL had, like, Get oh. Your Sensitive Boy Well. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, Wells for gay boys. Uh-huh. Gay and it is, it is uh, a TV show about this uh, group uh, who does um, like horror? They can do like horror tricks, and they start getting called to these different places to like, you know, stage gotcha. an exorcism oh. so that people think it's actually an exorcism. What channel is this? On? HBO. Uh, Fred Armis. 
Uh-huh. Sen. Sen is on it. Lots of spookies. Lots of spookies. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so good. Really love that. Laughed at that. It's I think you'll like it. Name. You'll like it. Lots of spookies. It's good. Um, what's that? Have you had anything good to eat lately? Uh-huh. You did? I did. Oh, yeah. Jeremy and I made all this coleslaw. Like, a oh, ton of coleslaw. because so cabbage. Because I bought all that. I kept buying cabbage. What is, that I what's bought in it. a Jack River coleslaw? Or a Jeremy coleslaw? Well, fortunately, Jeremy t- grabbed the wheel. Because uh, Jesus takes the wheel. Yeah. It was uh, cabbage, carrots, radish, a little bit of onion, and then vegan No, it tastes just as good as regular mayonnaise, and you don't have to deal with, like... <laughs> how heavy you'll feel from regular mayonnaise. Okay. And then um, in one, there was some turmeric and a little bit of curry in it. And in the other, it was just plain veganized. And then white, I think... White coleslaw, yellow coleslaw. White coleslaw, yellow coleslaw. And then, um, I didn't do it today, but I've been a little better of actually like eating breakfast. Oh. And so one day, what was really good was toasted bread. I mean, it was sourdough. Um, with some romaine, some coleslaw, and a fried egg. Oh, yeah! With like a little bit of mustard on the bread. That sounds good. And it was delicious. delicious. Yeah. Um, another day, I had just some. I can't. I mean, I'm just having carbs again, which is really you great. You look well. Thank you. How are your hands? They're better. <laughs> click click. Oh. <laughs> up in the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's always real. think. Um, takes me 45 minutes to get to your house door to door uh-huh which isn't true and uh <laughs> especially when which isn't true sometimes it takes longer you oh mean? yes uh-huh As, but i think it can take 45 minutes uh-huh. if you know like all the stars are aligned right, right. and mercury is in right. retrograde right right but today i was like 45 minutes left my house and then immediately derailed myself by stopping at the bagel shop and getting Sesame bagel, scallion, cream cheese, tomato, and capers. Delicious. And then being like, I'm still going to arrive on time, and I did not. That's totally fun. Did you eat that on the train? I did. It was gross. I mean, it, it was good, but it was a bad set. Eating situation. on the train is controversial. Well, especially eating, like, melted cream cheese on the train. Yeah. It was all over your hands. I'm trying to think of the wildest thing that I've ever eaten on the train when I used to do that. I've literally I used... eaten everything. I've had, like, chicken dinner on the train. I I've feel... Eaten, I've had anything at, on the train. I literally know that I've eaten curry everywhere. Of course. Like, I've had it on the train. I've had it... Is this where you're packing your own curry lunch? Is that what we're talking about? Probably. I just oh, imagine, you know like, of... you living with Matt Rogers and curry in a glass jar. Oh, you know what? I was <laughs> we were too poor to have glass jars, so I probably, oh like, God. literally, like, put hot as hell curry in just, like, plastic while oh, I, like, yeah. melted out. And I was like, it's fine. It's healthy when I was a vegetarian. Um, I was thinking, also when I lived with Matt Rogers, I was thinking of you yesterday because I did, um... A production of The Tempest, where I played Ariel, and it was outdoors, um, uh, like up the river somewhere. Like you had to, take, I had to take a train to go to it. Shakespeare, not in the park. Yeah, yeah, but still outside. <laughs> and I would pray every day it would be rained out. <laughs> I, 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 I remember being like, please, please may it rain. It was such a terrible production. As soon as rehearsals began, I remember getting the role and being like, yay. As soon as rehearsal started, I thought, uh-oh, this isn't good. It's bad. I was like, this is bad, and I'm going to be tortured for, like, you know, six weeks. I'm sorry. And, because they were like, you're a dancer, dance around. And I was like, mm. 
and I was so angry. I was like the most angry Ariel you can possibly well, imagine. Seen you angry in other shows. You really have. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you really. I remember a friend of mine telling me that Maggie Smith. He was talking with her after some show that she was in, and he was like, "Wow, you seemed." He's this British queen, Edward Hibbert. We did a play together years ago, and he was like. Seemed really angry on stage, Maggie. And she said, I have so much rage on stage. <laughs> and I completely think of I have so much rage on stage every moment before I step out there. I have so much rage on stage. On stage. I really relate to I have so much rage on stage. Another one of my favorite Maggie Smith stories is that makes sense that, for he, her. that he told uh, me about her was they were in London at the same time and there was a production of Long Day's Journey in Tonight going on and uh, this is like back in the day when we all had, you know, um, answer machines Ugh. and he had this message that he tried to keep forever on this answer machine. They took it with him and stuff. And it was her calling and going, um, Edward, it's Maggie. I have two tickets to go see long day's journey into, oh, never mind. I'm tired to saying the title. <laughs> hung up. <laughs> yeah. Long day. Pam loves a long title, but I was happy to do a Pam show in the rain. Yeah, well, also, you're happy to do a Pam show, and you get to dance with Sarah. It's like dreams, 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 you know? Like drums, drums. Drums, drums, drums. And drums. this is part of, like, a series, LMCC right? River to River Festival. No, no, but, like, uh. this piece. Oh, I think so. I'm a little unclear. It's going to be part unclear. of, like, the triptych she's making yeah, for the Fisher I, Center I Residency sure. yeah, expansion sure. packet. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't know for sure anything. I just don't understand it quite, mm. but... I well, do. I know I, that I'll, like, see her a lot for the next two years up there. And yeah. I'm really hoping that you'll be forced to come up there a lot and you'll have to stay with me. Right. It'll be so fun. Uh, and we can lay in bed and watch movies. Oh, wow. Yay. Um, uh, all right, let's take a little break before our guest arrives. I need a nap. And uh, you'll take a little nap. Um, ladies and gentlemen, other, we are here with Jess Pretty. Thanks for Do you go by Jess, Jess or Jessie Call? Jess. Just Jess. Jess. Yeah. I went to college in Boston and I very quickly became a Jess okay. instead of a Jessica. Where well, did college. you go? Yeah. Dean College in Franklin, Mass. Tiny liberal arts school, well, that as they good. all are. But I was like, I'm Jessica. And they were like, great, Jess. I love it. Like, okay. And that just like shifted there. Yeah. Who Where, were the kids there? Who were kind of students? I mean, they're all from New England. Like, Italian families, like everyone was white, or like Italian, like Irish families. Where are you from? Or also like Car- um, Caribbean people. I grew up in LA, but I was born in North Carolina. Oh, wow. You grew up in LA. Mm-hmm. And then why did you go to that college? Escape. I mean, right? <laughs> um, no, I just like wanted to leave home in like a kind of dramatic fashion. Uh huh. Like, just like really, like, I needed to get away. Got it. And it was a lot of schools in LA. I applied, was going to college like right after the recession hit. So I was applying like in 2008 or 2009. And all of the schools, and I was just telling the story last week, um, all of the schools in California, the state schools who were like supposed to like, they, I was like doing all these programs like UCLA and like all these like other UC schools that were like, great, like you're on track, like we'll basically accept you. And then the recession hit and they decided to only take like, literally like less than a quarter of the in-state people that they planned on and they took more out-of-state people because they brought in more money wow. so like none of us got accepted well a lot of people like went to like cal like csus like california state university mm-hmm. instead of ucs and i was just like i'm leaving she did it. i yeah. just realized something what watching you tell that story i realized something i was like 
beauty generates energy because you look so put together and your nails and your jewelry and your skin and everything. And I felt better because I was so tired before you got here. Reed. And the thing about Reed is her compliments are true. It's true. You look so She really, because um, so will her reads be. Like she really, <laughs> it's she. She's the real beauty generates energy. She really you know, like the library is open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will really like say it as it is. That's yeah, so I'm nice. It's true. You I'm are beautiful, Jess. Like... Welcome, and here you are. Yeah, so you look like you both have no care. I was really worried because I am kind of hungover. Here's the thing. I was. <laughs> we went to. Um, have you been, have you been to bathtub gin? Never heard of it. Oh my god, it's it's great. You walk in and you think Reed it's a <laughs> <laughs> It's been there for a while, but okay. it's like it it's sounds a, familiar. Where it's is a it? It's speakeasy. It's on Tenth Ave and Eighteenth. It's either Tenth Ave or Ninth. Like Ave. right by the kitchen. Right. And you walk in and you think it's a coffee shop outside. But then you go inside and it's like a speakeasy. Oh yes, I have house. been there because it's where the like whatever coffee shop called like stone ground coffee or like stone house coffee. You did a show right near there in a gallery. I did it with you where Tyler Phillips took his clothes off. Oh, I did too. (laughs) Yeah. We all did. Except you. No, you did. Well, that was that show. I mean, I also did two shows right by there at the kitchen and I would, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) No, but But, the one at the gallery is more important. Okay. Okay. (laughs) When I was like, I'm never doing this show again. Yeah. Um, But yes, I guess Stone Ground Coffee, whatever that place is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. You have to go through like this weird wall door to go in it where it looks like, um, you know, there's like a sign on this wall and then the wall opens, you go in and then you're in this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do know it. But like, no. And like everyone, like you have to leave your backpacks and there's like a security guard and he's like super cool. And, um, I have a friend who's like, kind of like, she's like a celebrity's daughter. So like we get to like, go. but when we go in there, it's like tables and like, you know, whatever. And bottle service. And then, yeah. And then like, (laughs) she wasn't with me last night and I was like, Oh, right. This is what it's like to be a normal person in here. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you know, like whatever, but they were like, go stand over there. Like clean up. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. But did you still have fun? Oh, it was, we ended up like sitting down and like, it was, but the drinks are delicious. I was with Greer and their friend from high school is kind of like a sister friend, Maddie and her sister. I was with my wife. How was the music? Great. They were playing. See, they were also playing a lot of Michael Jackson. That's how. It still so we happens. had to have that, that conversation. Still happens a lot. Yeah. I was in a grocery store, and that, and it came on, and I was like, well, "Who do I find? To what do I do?" Yeah. But you also, know? like, what is it okay? It's 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 selective and it's subjective. It's hard for me to hear because yeah. I can't mm-hmm. I can't divorce. But also, like, how long stories. have we known this about Michael Jackson? Listen. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, but that's also the thing of, like, when people were like, well, I'll just watch Annie Hall. Like, you know, I love, I want to watch this movie. Woody Allen. Okay. It's like, you know, it's... <laughs> or, yeah, sorry. As I said, Jess, we're, we're old. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a real what... I, I think, you know, and there's people who are like, you divor- you can divorce the art from the artist and... Da 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 da, but I, I don't know. As a trauma survivor, I have a hard time doing mm-hmm. that, especially as I think our consciousness around the ramifications of trauma has wonderfully collectively grown as a society. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
Oh, I think it's tricky with like artists who feel somewhat contemporary, like Woody Allen, like Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's a little easier to divorce yourself from the abuse when it's like Beethoven or something, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of like... Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like what so, did Beethoven do? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's um well, I'm sure he did something. Yeah. I'm sure he Well it's did hard something. to do that too because the personal life affects the music. Right. So it's like it's like I mean, and this was the same thing with like R. Kelly as well. And it's like, no, all of that literally influences the music he makes. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's like hard to ask to separate the two because I'm yeah. like they're not separated for that person. Right. And that's my thesis. And if, they, well, and if they are, <laughs> like, what's the kind of dissociation that was happening there? Right. And then w- am I just listening to or seeing a product made by Capital that's using this person mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. Like, they found this talent and then just produces them that way. So then I'm participating with, like, these puppet masters. And mm-hmm. then what's the music anyway or the mm-hmm. film or whatever? Mm-hmm. Lewis Carroll. There's one to think about. It's Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. What did what did oh. Lewis Carroll do? Isn't was wasn't he supposedly like had something to do with like a young girl and I have no idea. No idea, never. Sounds yeah, right though. We love little you girls. Know, it's really I don't know. <laughs> I it's a real yeah, massive thing. It's like the chill at the spine where yeah. it's like, ugh. And then you gotta reach for something else. Yeah. Um what did you when tell us your dance trajectory? Were you dancing before college? Great segue. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of abuse. Right, I'm like, I'm not like literally. Right. Um, um, I was, I started dancing when I moved to California. I mean, I, started, I was dancing before then, like at home, like, you know, social settings. Um, but I moved to California, parents got divorced. And then um, when I hit middle school, I joined dance team. So mm-hmm. that I could, because I played soccer in North Carolina. And then I was like, okay. And my mom was like very adamant. She like didn't think that I was gonna make it. And so she was like, you know, we can like do private lessons. Like, you know, if you don't make it, did it, you know. What do you mean make it? Like make the team. Dance team. Audition for dance team. I got it. Yes. And I was like, fuck you, I'm gonna make it. And I did. (laughs) Yeah. But the dance team was, we trained at a studio as well. So we got kind of like proper. Uh huh whatever that means, training. <laughs> which is what? Um, right, which is like jazz technique. Right, and like and, do the splits. Right. Mm-hmm. Force it. Right. Isolations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like ja- everything is kind of like hip hop based, but like no one is calling it that. Um, and then I did that and like did like, went to like dance camp and did like drill downs, like, you know, like drill team kind of stuff. And then I did the same thing in high school. We, we, were, we trained at the studio that was like, like the woman did Therabar. Uh, and so with the Therabands, yeah. so you would have them like on your, like you would tie, have them it would be tied to the bar and then tied to like your foot or your arm and you would do like, yeah. I used to be a Trina, low key. Like I was like, oh my God, it was insane. And you got like, and then I quit dancing and just did studio stuff. And then I started teaching in the studio and then I was just like, I need to dance for my life. I didn't know what that would look like because everything I saw was like very like, ballet influenced and I was like I'm not gonna be like that. that's not like I don't, I don't think that's where I'm gonna end up dancing but I don't know I just like went to college for it and then was like oh choreography and then I started making dance and then I was like I don't know enough to like go and make choreography now I don't even know where I want to like live I need to go to grad school and then I went to grad school and then I was like okay I guess Champagne Urbana. Champagne Urbana. oh good wow lucked and out. then I was like truly yeah 
literally it's like the thing this thing happens like where it's like the only place i get accepted is like the like the uni- like yeah for me it's like the universe needs to be very very direct with like where she sends me but what was the like what was the dance program at franklin did i at make Dean that college name? no franklin is a town it's where the college is yeah what's the college called? dean, dean. College. dean. Mm-hmm. yeah go dean and what, who was teaching and what was what was going on there dance-wise? There were, like, a few people who were, like, New England-based. Um, it was, like, Horton Technique. It was a little bit of Limon. It was Chiquetti Ballet style. And then okay. there was, like, a more, like, fluid person. Um, and then it was, like, contemporary, like, very, like, so you think you can dance, lyric, uh-huh. like, modern lyrical. I mean, I'm like, um, and what did you, right. and what did you look forward tap. to the most? Mm, great question. <laughs> What did you like get your tights on the fastest for? You know, <laughs> I, mean, I liked my teachers, so I I was like, and I also like majored in psychology while I was there too. So I, was, yes. I, I I love learning. So I'm like, I any class I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to. Um, but a dance also doesn't come like it wasn't something that I was like naturally like like te- those kind of techniques like weren't something that I was like oh yeah like I'm just like naturally flexible. I'm naturally this. I was like, mm-hmm. I had to work very hard for it. So it's all kind of like really difficult. Like hard, not difficult, but <laughs> yeah, hard, hard. Not difficult. They're very different. Yeah, they are. I They're agree. not different. Um, I don't know. I really loved Horton. She says, um, I liked my like composition classes and like, I don't know. I kind of, I think that maybe it was ballet. Chiquetti. I don't know why. Chiquetti's good. Yeah. Anyways. That's so, my trajectory. So then you were like, I'm going to keep going immediately following undergrad. You yeah. were the champagne I worked at Jacob's Pillow Dance Festival the summer going into my senior year. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything. Because we were being prepped for like Ailey, like the Ailey summer program, right. or like Ailey and like Boston Ballet. Like, you know, these like, there were like three companies that we were told about. And like, right. that was kind of it. And so I was like, I'm going to go work at Jacob's Pillow and like learn more. And I like saw all these different things and I was like, oh, there's so much out there that I didn't know about. Did you utilize like, the library to. while you were there? I did. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was also, I was like house managing the Duke Theater. So I just like got to like meet all the artists and like see, like just like watch all of this work that I had like no idea. Like, I mean, it was everyone from like Joffrey to like Jonah Bocare to like Alonzo King. Like it was just like so, like Trey McIntyre. Like, it was, And like, would you get to see the shows in the other theaters on mm-hmm. the nights so you could see kind of everything mm-hmm. you weren't mm-hmm. stuck at the Duke no we could see like dress rehearsals of mm-hmm. each or like in, I think there was one time the house manager and I over there like even like switched nights a couple times um but I was like oh there's more that I need to learn and to do before I like go out all willy-nilly and like move to wherever I would move to I think Philly was maybe on my mind at that point and so then, yeah, I went to Champaign-Urbana for grad school. And had Terry. And had Terry and Cynthia and Jennifer and Sarah Hook. Um, and they really brought you the world of New York in a way. Because I know that they <laughs> right. like, yeah. introduced those artists in the mm-hmm. curriculum there. Mm-hmm. That's very... People don't know that. Champaign-Urbana. It's very, it's very like New York-based. So yeah. I mean, it's great. Like, and the school is sickening. Like, I also like was able to do minor in queer studies when I was there. And it was like... There are so many resources there because it's a like top institution. And so it's like, 
for the dance, yes, but also like these other brilliant people who are brought in and like can help enrich learning. I tell people all the time, I'm like, if I had to do it all over again, I would. It was, I mean, grad school is so hard. It's like, yeah. who are you? You don't know you. And I was like 21. I was like literally a child going through <laughs> it and like. I live grad school at 21. Oh, old my school. God. People used to do grad school, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but I knew that, but that was like where I needed to be at the time. And so it was cool. What it was, was something that felt like the real breakthrough for you there in terms of you? I mean, because yes, you're a dancer, but I, I view you so much as a maker. It was when I could be, be, again, like being so young and like being around all these people who were older than me and like listening to these ideas. I didn't, we didn't take like theory in undergrad. Right. We had like a site class, like a whatever, but there was no like, how are you critically like thinking about like what you're and so to like I, everyone would talk and I would kind of take their word for like being like Bible. I was like, oh, my God, they're always <laughs> right. Like everything, you know, they're like they're like spitting like prophecies. And then Niall was in school with me at this yes. point in time. And he was like, oh, first of all, with fuck like everyone. Niall, Nico, mm-hmm. who else? Uh, Johanna was, Renee. Maya was, Renee, not Archibald. Uh-huh. No, she was just finished. The, she had finished yeah. like I think the year before mm-hmm. I got there. Um, but we <clears> met <throat> in like our cool now. I like her a lot. Um Cool now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like think, a lot of people I think thought that I like knew her at the time, and I was like, I didn't meet her until like my second year there. But he was like, he's super critical, like oh, and you know, always has a question mark about things. And I was like, didn't get, like, didn't know the thing enough to know that I should be critical about it. And so, like, right. once I was like, oh, I get like. I don't have to agree with my professors. Like, I don't have to, like, I need to be, especially, like, in such a white program, I was like, I need to be really critical of, like, their lens of, like, how it's coming in. And um, that was, like, a big breakthrough for me. And I was like, oh, okay. It changed the whole way that I was, like, able, like, I was just add more agency in that way. And, like, what I, how I learned things, like, what I was, like, able to view as, like, things that I would take and hold and then things that I could, like, let wash away in the water. And also it feels, I, I mean, I've, I think the only piece of yours I've seen was the Fresh Tracks piece, but there was such a sense of, it's the way that humor and objectivity can go together mm. in a way that feels also so on brand for that critical relationship mm-hmm. of when you're being told something and it's like, well, this is how it is and da 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 and you're like, um... Okay, but also from like this other side of right. it, it's not like that. Right. So there's a, just a lot more questions than answers, mm-hmm. which, you know, people have them sort of choice of like, how serious does that get? Or right. there's such a power and humor with it, mm-hmm. which is what I loved so much about the piece that I saw of yours. Thank you. There felt like such a. Can you talk about that piece? Yeah. It was a duet I made with a friend who I met from Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've known each other for a while. <clears throat> and. I um I remember we were working on a lot of like just like material like mm-hmm. just like okay making phrases in rehearsals and making phrases in rehearsals and I like remember like the showing was coming up and I was like this does this isn't a dance like this doesn't make sense like what are you making like why are you doing you know it's like I had that question when I started teaching and it was like whose class are you teaching because like it's not yours mm-hmm. right like what are you and I was like what dance is this and then I remember like throwing everything out. And then being like, okay, I'm obsessed with Celine Dion because 
obviously. So is Jeremy. Because like, obviously. Jeremy is like so deeply, deeply obsessed with Celine Dion. I mean, come on. Which was like, you know, we were both shook by that moment <laughs> in peace. It was, yeah. Um, what song was it? It's all coming back to me. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. That was really funny. But I think I was like, it's like the moment when you're like, you stop taking yourself so seriously. You must. And I remember like, do we, we like did a, we did like a run before, like earlier that afternoon and we were like so serious about it. And I was like, this is not how this is supposed to live. Like, this does not have to be this, like we can be this kind of a relationship. We have this banter, like we've been friends for so long. That is also this piece, like that's the rehearsals. And so like, just like letting go. And I was like, this is meant to be fun. And so then it completely changed when we did it for people later. And I still, I mean, it, it's but the whatever it is. fun for me now, and Reed and I were just talking about this before you got here. We were talking about the, like, the self-serious, like, I don't know, how did you describe that look on a face when we do contemporary dance or? Oh, like, totally, oh, uh, what did I say? Like, pretentious blindness. Yeah. Hmm. Like when you know you have that sort of I I mean when I teach I talk it's like where you like imagine you can see through people but yeah like exactly. there are actually people in right front of you. right and it's okay to see them right yeah. but it's like this very like homo kind of or like weird fourth wall yeah. or kind of like like I live for it in a Trisha moment but like what mm-hmm. are we doing now yeah and it was and there's that and then this thing of like being live in the room mm-hmm. with people. And not just an object, mm-hmm. and this isn't just like impressing the czar, except mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah, and it was, and the, the what was so, with the piece that you had made, what I remember feeling was relief, mm. a sense of my own body, like the because you were live and real and have like enjoying each other, but also, you know, doing tasks but embodied. And so I could feel my own body instead of just this prismatic thing that'll happen sometimes with dance where I'm like, oh, those objects moving, I'm an object. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and, and that there was a great amount of rigor and care though to the humor. Mm-hmm. I think humor is so hard to yeah. teach and it's so, but in it is, I feel it's incredibly political. Mm-hmm. I think to have a sense of play yeah. in an environment of disdain and derision and mm. is a pretty political stance to yeah. have actually. It's empowering. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. I remember you coming out and I think you tripped over the speaker stand. Abby did. She, and you guys looked at each other and laughed. I was like, that's very expensive. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> and Janet Mong was in like the front row. <laughs> yeah. And they were just really, they were like, watch out. And I was like, oh. and oh, and mystery. Because that as well gives me a sense of like, oh, there's like there's these own codes here. Mm-hmm. Just like I have with my friends. And yeah. yet it, I don't feel excluded by it. Mm-hmm. I feel included mm-hmm. here because they're being human beings. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like something that I've been, and I'm like working on a solo practice right now because I hate making solos. So I'm like, what is it like to just fucking yeah. sit with yourself and like so research hard. that? And it's like, oh my God, it is, it is literally... Neil Beasley gave me the best advice when I've made a couple solos. He was like, take naps on the floor in the studio. Yeah. Like just to let yourself relax yeah. and then wake up and just go. Yeah. It's, oh my God, the kind of like mind 
Olympics that goes on when you're like in the studio and you're like, I need to like be mm-hmm. like making yeah. things and they need yes. to be. And it's like, you don't like your practice is also like making this playlist of like Britney Spears songs or like yeah. writing or like answering your fucking email, like cleaning your heart, like whatever your practice, like things that will help you. Like that is mm. your practice. They don't need to leave in the studio. This is all good advice. And- <laughs> It's really good because it's, you know. sometimes you forget stuff. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, it's daily, daily reminders. Of well, that. I think there's such a there's been such a drill of you know how does how is this form a job? Hmm. You know, I think that's the thing with dance of yeah. like what? How is this a job? <laughs> right. Well, I think that's the thing of then you start to get into this the thing about capital hmm. and but the thing is if you want money, work next to money. Like, if you want money, we'll go, like, work in a bank. Right. Like, that's... Right. You want money, work next to money. Mm-hmm. I remember someone telling me that years and years ago, and my brain just, like, exploding. You know, you want art, you work next to art. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, money walks in and art walks out. Like, it's a real watch out mm-hmm. in terms of that. And we have so many stories of how that happens. So I do think, you know, how do we sustain ourselves and what's oh, the sort of... Yeah you know, like think about that, but looking to this ephemeral channeling practice. I mean, for me, it's like making dance, making art is about channeling. It's 100%. like not, it's not like, it's, you know, but it's not for some people. Some mm-hmm. people it's like, I'm going to make these steps and be on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we'll work. Yeah. Cool. You know, it's just not my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I guess I could make steps and be on TV. Hello. Hello. Oh, you're commercial hard. people. Right. Uh, TV people. If you're listening, hi. Hi. It's jessicaprini3 at gmail.com. Um, uh-huh. I think that, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think so. there's something, but then there's also something about like that channeling that feels like it's so precious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's like to want to share that. I don't know. What I feel that like, mean, right? Yeah. It's like, because then it's also that it is entertainment. Right. And, and for me, that. I don't think about it from a money perspective, or I did it until recently because I was like, oh, you're not thinking about it in the money perspective. That's why you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So then, like, and then, and I also teach, and I don't, I hate to, like, I don't, t- like, these are things that I love to do. So then it's like, it's a job, like, these things that you love to do, but like, make it, like, love, but make it pay rent. So it's like, really hard to think about how to turn these things into capital. Like, think of yourself in, like, a this capital way. So then, like, how to then make these dances, like, a more possible thing and a more, like, real, tangible thing instead of something that's, like, so abstract and so, like, above everything. But it's, like, no, we're right here. Like, let's walk in. Like, we're going to trip, we're going to laugh. Mm-hmm. We're going to, like, look at the audience. Because so much of what we do and who we are is because of who we're in relation to. And so it's, like, to not acknowledge that is just, like... You're so the weird. whole point. Yeah. So that's what a lot of like my solo practice is about, like how to be in practice in relation to like these different people and well, and also how multi valent can it be? I think it's the thing too of that these get to also hold. You can make a solo that holds a lyrical phrase mm-hmm. and uh, a queer theory task based mm-hmm. thing, and I, I mean that's. It can, it gets to have it all. Yeah. So I think that's the, I'm definitely interested in seeing and making work that can just be entertaining, but then it also gets to have these other things where maybe the entertainment factor isn't thought about as much Mm. and something else is thought about. I mean, I feel like, but that's the Renaissance time. I feel we live in as makers. Mm -hmm. We do get to use all of those, all of us, Mm -hmm. all of ourselves. Yeah. 
for you as like uh, the next generation of makers, like what are goals that are sort of shared by your group? What are, what's the trajectory for you in terms of where you want your pieces to be seen or how you want them to be seen? I think that's a big question right now is like, and I think that because it's like, oh, do we want our work to just be seen at the same like five venues or are we trying to like reimagine like where our work lives because there's also something like, you know, it's like, there's also like, as, like the institution, like our, like, I think we're really questioning our relationship to like these different institutions and like what they, what it means to desire to have our work shown there. And so it's like, I don't know if the generation I'm in of makers will like continue to show our work at like these well-known places or like the kind of like textbook traditional like places of showing yeah. work. The kitchen. Yeah. Nyla, performance space, New York. I'll throw in dance space. Even. Dance space, mm-hmm. movement research. Not really. That doesn't, that doesn't count because it's actually not for really, shows. I mean, well, it's Monday nights. Well, just, there's, yeah, but that's like showing. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's a very like WIP. Yeah. The Joyce question mark. I mean, that's for like more established kind yeah. of company models. Yeah. Generally. And um, Lincoln Center Festival, yeah. obviously. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I look at Lincoln Center. But it's like, so then I was, I've been talking about this a lot lately because it's like how to then put our work in places that feel better to us, but then also still be able to support ourselves Mm -hmm. and be able to like concentrate on our work exclusively and like not have to work 12 jobs to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so that's kind of like the question I have right now. Do you do the 12 jobs? I don't. Do you do one job? I just got back. I was just teaching in Wisconsin oh, for six that's months. That's great. Yeah. Well, you have a master's Beloit degree. College. I do. <gasps> at Beloit. I was at Beloit. I know it. I'm from Wisconsin. I grew up there. But not Beloit. Did you have How was that? Time? It was interesting. How long? Yeah. Six months? Yeah, it was a sabbatical replacement. Cold. Yeah. I was there in the polar vortex. Wow. Yeah. Um, I love, I love, like teaching and getting to like work with students and I think that students that age are like so special because there's so much that they think they know yeah and there's so much that they're given that is still through this system of like colonialism and like the like colonialism that is like academia as well and so like to be able to like come in and like talk about that and kind of like break that like see like see it and then be like okay let's look at these things and also like think about like these other like queer theory things these other like Africanist practices as well and your also own personal practices as a way of being like theory. Like we're gonna read novels in this class. We're gonna like talk about like fucking and like these different forms of like utopia and um, blackness and whatever. Um, and so I love getting to like being able to like talk about that and like parse that out. But the culture that is academia is like really kind of crazy. Like it's very, it was very like Hunger Games there, because the school is the school is like literally bankrupt, and well they're in debt, but they're like bankrupt, and they had to like they've been like faculty like buyout and like so the faculty like don't really know if they have a job or like they're not supported from the administrative side, so then they're not able to show up for their students in the way that is like comfortable or like stable Mm -hmm. and so I think that the students then are like missing out on like fully like present teachers in that way 
Um, but then there's also like no support from anyone. Like I didn't have anyone who was like, hey, like, how's it going? Or like, mm. how, like, this is where you submit grades. Or like, this is where you, I just had a person who was like, kind of like really rude and would talk down to me. And I'm like, I'm young, but like, don't. Right. Because they didn't want you to, like, stepping on their toes. Right. And so it's, like, this thing that happened. I've, like, taught at, like, a few schools. And it's, like, this thing where, like, people want diversity because it's, like, the buzzword right now. But they don't want to see it in practice. Or, like, Hmm. they see their students enjoying it. And they're, like, threatened. And it's, like, Hmm. you're teaching Hawkins technique, girl. Like, gag. (laughs) You know? Like, <laughs> I am done. I'm done. I'm done. That is favorite line. Just go. You're teaching Hawkins technique, girl. Gag. Gag. And tea. I mean, but tea. It's crazy. And because they've stopped, like, doing the work of, like, finessing themselves and like like okay like no one is doing Hawkins technique like no. what else can you, like how are you thinking about movement or is it still yeah. those same tired exercises and yeah. they're tired because they're there's old and you're not growing with the right. students who are in front of you it's like right. whose worlds are so different than right than, and then it's like, also like these these um programs that are bringing in like more diverse students but still having these professors who are teaching like just Graham and Hawkins yeah. and Horton. And I'm like, these are students of color coming in and like, they don't, this is not accessible to them. Right. They don't want to perform this shit. Like where's, right. where's like the more like Africanist practices that get in here. And then it's like, I don't know. So it's like, I, I love, I want to, I was like putting off teaching for myself for like, Oh, like when I'm in my thirties, but I was like, you're needed I need to now. Be there. Right. I need to be there now. And I'm like, I want to be there now also. Yeah. And I can do that. And also my performance career. Cause I'm like, I had professors who were always like class, sorry, my two were first or like Terry who takes a whole fucking semester off. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that kind of, and everyone like that was, was like that at U of I, like everyone had like something going on, whether it was like, you know, a yoga retreat or like some kind of conference. It was like, no, we're do we're working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. As well as like, tea. well, and, and so that we can show up to you, right? You know, right? Like, I'm if we abandon ourselves, then what are we giving you, right? And that was like something. And I was like, I was touring with Will, right? The whole first half, I was gone so fucking much. And but they've never had that. I was like, oh, right. we're doing Google Hangout for class, like, we you right. will still show up one because I still need to get paid, but like two, right. it was just like, <laughs> how can we, how else can we reimagine like academia? Like, it doesn't have right. to be like this face to face, like lecture or like you know, this classroom. It can be like on your phone as you're hanging out, or like it can be like whatever. Um, I don't know, anything that's exciting. You make me feel hopeful. Oh, yeah, I want to be your student. Doesn't that sound fun? Google Hangout with Jessica Pretty. Well, you love being a student. I do. I read. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh-huh. Jack's never been a student. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm like, we are. I have. I mean, I've been a student and, okay. and like in this way. Uh-huh. I mean, I had teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello? I, I had teachers uh-huh. and I was like, I got it. Right. Well, I was like, I'm. Learned. Jack and learns I teach. fast. I yeah. do learn fast. I absorb quickly, and I like. I also feel I know the the point. I I don't know. Feel like yeah, you do that. These are the points that can come across from this, and then also 
it's all subject. Every student is different. Mm-hmm. So when you teach a class, I mean, I, I teach. Like a bad school learner. You are? Yeah, because I just, like, would listen to everything the teacher said and sort of, like, wrote it down and, like, didn't actually understand what was going on. I just sort yeah. of, like, had the information to stare at. Hmm. But I had some really amazing teachers, but also the teachers I had who were so great were the ones who were, like, uh, you know, you know, and you here's some books to start with, and those will open you into, like, this mm-hmm. longer, endless maze mm-hmm. of reading and research mm-hmm. which is basically going to boil down to psychology hello and uh so enjoy yeah a lot of i was like learning like i, I taught this um like dance like for the first time it's like dance comp slash like queer theory course mm-hmm. and i was like really Fierce. nervous because i was like <gasps> like i have to like perform smart or like whatever i was like ah but like the information is within me but like I was learning that so much about it was like, I was like thinking I had to like explain like the materials, like super like, mm. okay. And like bullet point. And then I'm like, also you could just like, just create space for the students to fucking talk about it without you saying anything. Cause when you're gone, these bitches still have to have the conversation. I think setting up, I mean, that's certainly something that I'll think about is mm-hmm. how can I set up frameworks with them in these dynamics so that they, when they graduate can know how to rely on each other or other people and ask questions and that it's all about questions. Mm -hmm. It's the further you go, less answers, more Mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a how, but then how do you ask questions and how do you want questions asked of you? Right. Because there's also ways of having them not be mushy and supportive. And I think that that, especially in comp and when we get into these dynamics of sexuality, gender, race, and class, it's everyone's coming from a different place, mm-hmm. but how can we find out about each other mm-hmm. and open to open to more people, which mm-hmm. is going to be more questions because mm-hmm. then your own small narrative has got to, got to go. Mm-hmm. But thank God, because then your life's going to be way more fun. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. What, when you're teaching, when you taught the queer theory dance comp, do you mind if I ask some of the books that you were no um i was we've read what was the first thing we read we read claire of the sea light by edwidge donticott we read which is a novel which i read in terry and cynthia's class they taught this class it was um we looked at the structure of novels i'm excited this is going to be some reading list um what was the we read, what the fuck was the first thing we read maybe that was it we read claire of the sea light. we read this book the discovery of witches by deborah harkness yes we read um Cruising Utopia. Yes. We read... I'm, like, missing, a, like, a whole fucking book. <laughs> we read, um, oh, Felt Matters. It's, a, it's an article by Jean Caro. It's brilliant. It talks about, I like... I love her, though. Yeah, it talks about, like, um, transness, gender, as, like, being, like, like felt the fabric. Like, it's... it's oh, God, it's... God, it's so good. Um, <laughs> those are the things I can remember right now. I'm, I'm missing like the first thing, right? But maybe the first thing we read was Claire of the Sea Light. That's okay. Jackalabastrum that always comes to mind as like a uh, yeah. fun one. Was it performing? Or maybe it was Trans Asterix that Jack published a couple years ago. I don't know. Mm. That's one that I'll like go to frequently. Anyhow. I wanted fun. to also, I had, we didn't get to it, but <clears throat> I also had 
um, Jose's article on vaginal cream Davis on there too. I mean, the white to be angry. I yeah. mean, yeah. also like playing a vaginal like anything for class is a real yeah. like you see. Yeah, no, the students like looking at the syllabus like oh tea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, that was, um, and at this college in Wisconsin, was it a vastly female group of students, or was was there some like male representation? That's a male representation. Um, I so in this comp class I had three male identifying people, um, and it was also I only had like two or three white people in that class too, and then in my contemporary class I had one two male identifying people, and then my hip hop class was kind of like a sixty forty wow. female. Shamarcus Blood. Yeah. And you were in Beloit. Right. It's kind, of, it's mean, kind of diverse. It's kind of that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, shocker. But I mean, the faculty does not represent that at all. The faculty right. is still like very white. But like the students <laughs> were like super diverse right. and like queer as fuck. Like they have like I mean, drag shows. The future. They have it's like really, drag shows in their yeah. coffee shop. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. Amazing. They're like mm. making the spaces that they need for themselves, which I was like, it's so go good. Off. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, so you were doing that. Touring with Will. Yeah. And then and then you just got back like a moment ago. Because yeah. I saw you at the MR Gala, which is when I was like, um, I need to talk to you. I want yeah. to find out what's happening. And, yeah. So I literally just got back. I've been apartment hunting since what feels like the year of our Lord. So I'm just going to sublet this place. But um, yeah. So now I'm trying to find a new, because I'm still dancing with Will on this new project and like working is it, with Has that one premiered yet? No. Okay, this is a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm working with Katie Workham. Love, love, love her. And I'll be like doing some like choreographing things in the fall. I'm going to teach at Ustan summer camp for the arts in July. But I'm like wanting to, I want to teach again, but like not have to go to the Midwest for it. Like, how can right. I do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That and is, like, how can I do that, that here? That is the MFA dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do that here, but I'm also like wanting to like so much of the work at Beloit was also about this like representation and like this kind of like def- dismantling, diversifying like these like just like colonialist like curriculums. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. do I need to be in academia to do that? Like, what if I did this at like an arts organization or like something about just like changing the lens through which we're like looking at things? And so I'm yeah. like, am I going to just do like DEI work? Like, maybe not. Right. Like the thing, the like movement series, right? Well, no, no. The, you know, the melt intensive that movement research does, right? right? Like these, where people can go and you offer classes and then you like teach that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a different, it's obviously a different funding structure than right. functioning in an academy. Um, but I think there's also, I think there's more openings and opportunities institutionally that mm-hmm. are sort of changing and broader. Yeah. Um, what are the, what's, are you working on choreographically that's coming up in the fall? I am rehearsed. I'm going to have a show at Chocolate Factory next April. Oh. In the new space? No. no. They're staying they're, in the old space. They're, it's going to be just a little bit longer yeah. in the new space. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm going to be, yeah, showing this. I had a residency there last August and I made this solo called Dreamscapes that I'm going to keep working on because I need to sit with myself. And it's also like, I'm really excited by it for the first time. Um, 
I've never felt this way about a work before where I'm like, I just want to like research the hell out of it and like work on it and work on it and like keep diving and like. Do you mind talking about what some of the research is? No. If you want. Okay, great. I'm looking at, um, what's the, I was having a conversation with Leslie Suger, mm-hmm. brilliant queen. And we were talking about, cause she has this duet that we were doing for a while. And we were talking about, um, the kind of like the train dynamics of like, I was like having a day where like this, like these white women were like getting on the train and kind of just like no spatial awareness and like, just, like pushing me out of the way and like people getting seats for them. And like, and I was sitting there with like, you know, like my Trader Joe's bag, like fuck all of you. Um, but like what it means like be invisible in spaces. And so the question came up that I asked of like, what would it look like if this world was like created for us? Like, what does it mean to move through the world? Like if that's made for you, like, mm-hmm. like what is that? And so I'm like, okay, like, what if the world was, like, created for me? What does that look like? And so then I'm looking at, like, these different questions of, like, um, also trauma. But, like, like the these different, like, traumas that, like, exist. Because, like, what are my behavioral patterns? And, like, why are they that way? Like, why do I feel like I need to, like, not speak up or, like, feel this certain shame around, like, body, sex, whatever? And so, like, questioning a lot of, like, my relationships, like, my mother and, like, these, like, different teachings that she has for me and, like, that was a whole thing. Um, and then, so, like, and then also, like, looking at my relationships, like, different people and, like, I don't know. So, it's kind of just, like, reimagining these, like, worlds that I'm in as if they were, like, made for me. That's, like, kind of the jumping off point. Um, and so, there's, like, art and, like, bringing more of, like, my writing into it and, like, this kind of, like different lighting effects I'm working with and lighting effects yeah I don't know I've gotten really into that lately kind of but yeah so that's the jumping off point um the writing sounds a lot better than what I just described it but (laughs) (laughs) you mean the writing for the show no the writing that like I wrote the writing that you're doing right yeah um but yeah I'm just kind of like really I'm also yeah I'm interested in like these ways in which, like, the gays work, like, the white, like, G-A-Z-E, and, like, how we look at people based on, like, how we're taught to look at people, like, these, like, judgments right. and, like, things that we have, and so then, like, how, like, will people walk into a show and, like, see my body, like, what do they, like, think they know about my body versus, like, what they actually know about my, what my body and, like, how I'm presenting myself, knowing all that information, and kind of just, like, fucking with, fucking with like, not per- perspective is not the word, but it's a P word. Perception. <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> it was, I almost nailed it. Really yes, yeah. I'm really close, but I'm not that. There it is. Um, yeah, that. So I'll be. I have a residency at CPR this year that I'll be working on that in the fall, and then yeah, I get to make some work at a couple of schools where you're setting work on students. Yeah. Which ones? I'll be setting work on, I mean, the ink isn't dry yet, but I'll be setting work on students at Whitman via wow. Archibald. So that'll be really exciting. I'll be there for a long time too, like three weeks. Great. So just like really like. Learning to do what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. You know? I do. Yeah. But it's, Good. I mean, cause it's the thing where like you say that, like I'm like saying that to you and you're like, oh, like you're doing it. But in my head, I'm like, okay, so like what? I had nothing planned for July. Where like, what do I do? Live? Like, where, right, I'm like, get an apartment, like, find <laughs> like a stable job. I don't know, like, get health insurance. You have to. 
literally have to. You must. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can go to Callan and Lord and they'll help you set it up. Callan and Lord. Okay. Callan. People Lord. always say, like, Rhea says that all the time. And then I'm like, it sounds like a department store. Callan Lord. It does. Yes. Well, yeah. Audrey Lord. Lord and Taylor. Thank you. I mean, you know Audrey Lord and. I don't. The author? You're kidding. I don't. Oh. It's okay. Who is it? Audrey Lord is great. She's, She's a writer. Amazing. She's amazing. I've like. It's my thesis huge... was like based on her essay. A po- poetry is not a luxury. Mm. Oh, she's sickening. She is really incredible. <laughs> she's sickening. And she and I can never remember his first name. I... Callan. Tom Callan. Peter mm-hmm. Callan. No, Joseph Callan. Callan, but I don't think I'm right. Okay, and I apologize. Um, I love Callan Lord. They've like so saved my life when I have had no money and no health insurance. And they also helped me get on Medicaid when I uh, was applicable for that. I can go there and just have them help me with that? Yes. Okay. That's, a, that's one of my goals for the year. Is to my, what I love about Callan Lord is you can go there to, like, you know, uh, get checked up on anything and get whatever you need. And the monitors have drag queens performing being different STDs. Word. To remind you of being like, I'm gonna ring you, you better watch out. Chop, chop, chop. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like something burning down there. Something mm-hmm. burning. You better come and again and check, you know, and they're well, like, they're also, so the marketplace health insurance for New York's not that difficult online. And you just need to have, there's a certain number from your taxes you need to have, which yeah. is like your, est, I don't know, gross income, ta- I don't know, yeah. numbers. But I love Callan Lord. Just go and have a ball. Like, enjoy it. It's such a treat. It's on like 18th Between, and 9th. Yeah. It's. Oh, so I was just there last night. Perfect. You really were. Honey, it's Maybe I'll, so I'll, good. I'll do that when I get back. I always love doing a shout out for them. Whenever I like come in, you know, if I, they're like a place that I like to, if I can donate to. Mm-hmm. They're really C A L L E N Callen. C A L L E N, yeah. Our friend Callen Lord. Friend of the podcast, Russell Jansen, has <gasps> drag parties right. where the proceeds go to Callen right. Lord. That's Callen right. Lord. Callen Lord. Callen Lord. Get your anal paps, as Jack says. I did when I when I went to the, when I did one of those drag things, uh-huh. I was like, you can go there, get an anal pap. You should get an anal pap if you're <laughs> active, just get it checked out. You know. <laughs> HPV's a real thing. Hello? Okay. <clears throat> it's just called reality, everybody. Yeah. You know. I'm going to do it. Adulting. Okay. I'm trying to, like, I want to look at things, like, head on this year. Like, What sign are you? Sun sign? Yeah. What's your sun, rising, moon in that order? Sun, rising, moon. Virgo, Leo, Cancer. Mmm. And are you in your Saturn return right now? I am... You're descending into that bitch. Are you 27 or something? 27. Oh, okay. She's on her way. You're on your way. Yeah. Just last night I was talking to someone who's 27 and I was like, oh, you're going to just... That rising sign really comes in on your Saturn return. Hmm. So you're Leo. Oh, you look like a Leo. The rising is what you look like, supposedly. Features are <laughs> the rising sign. Yeah. The, with, yeah, I learned the lion. that. I, like, got my... um tarot red oh but it, he also does it's like astro- astrology and tarot readings a twofer April yeah it's it's sickening um but he was like cause like the west like charts like you know astro- astrology.com whatever right. have told me that I was a Virgo rising so right. I was a Virgo Virgo cancer and he was like no 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 like Vedic astrology you are a Leo rising he was like I mean look at you I mean, look at you. I mean, look at you. And like listed off all these traits, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, I had it. I got a full chart reading done that was West and Vedic, mm-hmm. and some other stuff in there too, which was 
so fierce. What are your signs? I'm an Aquarius sun, Scorpio rising, Aries moon. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. I really am those in a real way. Whoa, that is intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy has to deal with it. Yeah. That Aries moon, it's real. She's not come to play and that Scorpio rising does not come Listen, to thank god I got that Aquarius to start the whole thing off with I mean because but still but still no Aquarians earthly. are like they can child. be well they can they can be pretty ruthless mm-hmm. yeah it's because they love the idea of people <laughs> it's hard it's hard to love ideas <laughs> 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 and Reed is a full Sag out to the max. I don't know what her rising and moon is. Do you know what time you were born? No, that's you know, right. that's I'm, how we can't. I'm a very out. disorganized mother, and I have no idea what time I was born. I know, but okay. she did like make sure you like grew up with like arugula and, and knew like what. Well, yeah, good. I knew what Frise was when yeah. I was like eight. But yeah. you know, like I yeah. don't know what time I was born. Right. Did you grow up here? Yeah. What is that like? It's like. Uh, it's like you know about stuff you shouldn't know about, or that not you shouldn't, but you know about stuff that other kids don't know about. But also, it's the same. Mm-hmm. I think, like you see sex shops and mm-hmm. homeless people, and uh, you know about gay from when you're born. Mm-hmm. But you also, you're just a kid. But you also, you know, love Barbies and oh yeah, you like she toys, mm-hmm. and you go to the playground. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Just regular. Do you plan on living in New York forever? That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. That is the question. Let's hope we get a break mm-hmm. and we have enough resources to have options mm-hmm. to go and have a place to live that's not in the city, but right. still have our apartment when we need to come. That's See the dream. a show, yeah. teach that's a class, dream. whatever. It's the cold in the winter that really is getting Because me. when the museum has our retrospectives, then we at least have an apartment to go sleep exactly. in while they do the setup. Exactly. Right. You yeah. can, like, don't have to stay in hotels anymore. You can just, like, no. freeze I would really get if I got to, like, live in hotels, quite frankly. <laughs> I am that bitch. Like, like, you like I, to do in a hotel? I would live, oh, like, a amazing nice one yeah where I, I, like a two-bedroom like with a kitchen like you know what i mean oh my there's God. just something that like, isaac on traveling <clears throat> did you listen to isaac mizrahi has this thing on youtube called hello isaac where now they he speaks on topics mm-hmm. and this past week was traveling and his like level of he's spoiled to say the least which is fine but he his like version of traveling he hates traveling, but he's obviously doing very luxurious. His situation is very comfortable. Right. So then he learned about how celebrities have somebody at the gate to escort them immediately through the airport on their way off the plane. Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't know about. You think but celebrities are just like, I'll make it through here on my own with like out of bodyguard and someone to escort me and like a million people taking their photos. I don't know. I, I just, can't. I didn't think you could call the airline and be like, excuse me, I need somebody to whisk me through. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to do that because of my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, go on. My mom works for American Airlines. Oh, work. Do you get discounts? <clears throat> well, I fly for free. I fly for uh. But I'm currently trying to, we're going to a wedding in Chicago tomorrow. And Who's we? Greer and I. Okay. I'm meeting the family. It's going to be big. Um, but... The mechanics for American are... Greer's family? It's real. How long have you two been together? 
Not terribly long, 10 months. That's long enough to meet someone's family. Right. Absolutely. Um, but we, the mechanics are in contract renegotiations. And so they've kind of been like fucking around with the planes and like not, like if you're wondering why American has been crazy lately, it's because of this. And so like my mom literally last week, she was like, don't, don't fly American. I was like, bitch, you work for the airline. Oh. But because they, I mean, they literally, they will like, they'll like bring a plane to a gate, have a pe- have people board and be like, oh, the turn signal doesn't work. Ugh. We can't, we don't have another plane if it gets the flight. Like they will, it's like really fucked up. But now all the flights are like full. So I've been trying to like fly for free tomorrow and like do this thing. But I'm like, we'll have to buy a plane ticket. And the plane tickets are like a firstborn and a tooth. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of insane. They're like literally $500 to get to, Ch- who wants to go to Chicago that bad? Nobody. I don't know. I guess it'll be me, bitch. I'll get this fucking wedding. You yeah, could drive there. Great. You could drive there. A <gasps> 14 hour drive? Yes, that sounds so romantic. I'll leave, I'll leave right out. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I that sounds so romantic. What? Yes, honey. <gasps> I love it. You guys been together for ten months. You'll take a road trip. Love you. Can I like stay in a hotel real quick? You know what I mean? I love it. Get into it. <laughs> Watch it all go by. Oh you know my what I mean? God. Like yeah. pull into a Seven Eleven. Have a cigarette and a Diet Coke? Come on. <laughs> You're like, we're going on a road trip. I mean, well, it's because I am with we Jeremy. Are. We're going to end read. I'm like scooping the bleeds and we're we're going to fly to, we now fly to Minneapolis. My sister lives there. My, My sister Laurel lives there. And Jeremy has a D sister as well. It's like really real. What's a D sister? A dyke sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, I also was like, what's a D sister? Right, but right. I figured it out as you were talking. Oh, How yeah. So my, my sister calls her such. She's like the D. Um, yeah, who's 18 years my senior. Thank oh. God. Yeah, she really raised me. So I want to fly there and see her. And then we're also going to see Jeremy's sister. But Jeremy's going to come a little later. Reed and I are going to go early. We're all going to meet in Minneapolis. And then we're going to drive through my hometown. I Wisconsin, still don't understand why. Or he doesn't want to do that. And then to see the house I grew up in. Oh. Literally, Chile. there's no family. There's just an old house. True. Right. And um, uh, I think maybe Jeremy wants to film me on my parents' grave. I don't uh-huh. know, maybe. That could be okay. good. Just and then, like... you know, just like Madonna and Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they look like now. And I pull out a shovel. <laughs> um, and, um, <laughs> and then uh, Ash, I think. Yeah. I think that's what we did with them. Anyhow. Uh, and then we'll go to Chicago and then drive up to Detroit. We've never been to Detroit. I want to go there. And then we're going to our friend Bree's wedding yeah. in somewhere in Michigan. And then we're going to go to Niagara Falls and then come back to New York. Oh my, you're driving all that. Yeah. Except Holy the flight shit. to Minnesota. Yeah. It, but I'm really you're driving. Good. And I'll drive. You drive. Okay. I drive. I don't know how to drive, but Bree's I'll be in, in the back. back. There we go. Um, but I do want to get my license this summer in the way that you want to get health insurance this summer. That's right. my adult thing. I yeah. got my passport renewed. Yeah. Oh, I got to do that too by December. Me too. Yeah. My, my passport is in storage. Hmm. This dumb bitch. I literally was like packing all my things. I was like, put, I like moved out of my apartment in January and like, put all my things in storage. And then I was like about to go to the airport and I was like, huh, you backyard bitch. Like you left your passport. <laughs> As a Virgo, like what's wrong with you? I mean, it's really your Leo rising taking over. That's like, I was like hi everybody. Hi. Right. Um, where are my papers? Did your body start sweating? Did you get really hot? When I was really? fine. I was, I was she like, had I had her ID. Well, I needed it, I, but I needed it for, to like do like I-9 paperwork, like tax paperwork for Wisconsin. So I had to have my mom mailing my birth certificate and my social security card, which yeah. I didn't have. Which I do now though. Hmm. Um, five, six, seven, eight. That's not why I brought that up. Have you done the Big Little Lies recap yet? 
Uh, we did. We did. We watched season it? two. I mean, episode two. I'm caught up. We are too. It is I mean, Meryl fucking Street. Isn't she I'm, really? She said, I don't believe you. I mean. Is she kidding? Do we? And we all been there. We've is all been there. she kidding? I don't believe you. We, I, oh. I mean. It's like My that. She's going to get to the bottom of it. Well, and it was this thing of her being like, that. it was that chilling line, you know? And yet you stayed. But you were you stayed with him. Oh, that's like so. my line from the, the therapist that I love from last season where she's like, we need to make a plan. And Celeste is like, for what? She's like, for when he hits you again. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I feel Nicole Kidman had a sort of bad week. I think she... I think her she, acting, mm, her face. I think she got refreshed a little bit, so she looks n- less human than Ooh. the first oh. week. And then also the scene in the therapist's office where she's like, "Now imagine it's happening to your friend," and she screams, "No!" And, then she goes, no. and uh-huh. I was like, "No!" You I was didn't here believe, for it. You didn't believe <laughs> that. You didn't believe that acting. Moment. I didn't Hold believe her Australian outburst. No, <laughs> I really, I, I don't know. I was really kind of here for it, but also because I kind of couldn't pay attention to that as much as watching Reese in that experience, like because Reese sets in, yeah, and like Reese is just so good. She uh, is so good, and my, I woo, when like and like Ed found oh I'm sweating oh I mean oh my God. you know it's really <laughs> what character are you on that show oh my god because I know who I want to be and I know who I am I was gonna say like like do you want to be Renata no like I don't want to be Nicole Kidman's character like I don't want to live that life but like I love her arc in a way of like kind of. She's the, you know, she's the one who's going to do like Hollywood acting yeah. where it's going to be subdued acting, mm. but I'm Reese. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I'm kind of like the one who's like, yeah. well, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, interesting. And who do you um, want to be and who are you? Ooh, maybe this is a great question. I've never thought about this because I'm like, am I Jane? But am I only Jane because I too am young? I don't know. You're not Jane. I'm not a Jane. None of us are Jane. I don't think I'm a Bonnie either. No. I don't know. Should we take a poll? Ask the audience. I mean, I kind of feel like you're a Reese as well, but you might want to be a Renata. And I feel like you, your slip about that was I don't what made it. I think that I way. want to be Renata though. Wait, Maybe so you're is afraid. Laura Dern Renata. Renata, yeah, Laura Dern's Renata. Mm. This is my house. That song came on <laughs> yesterday when I was getting my hair cut, and I was like, Laura Dern, right, in that magenta dress, oh, dancing around to "This my. is my house." Wow, God. in. Incredible. I will not not be rich. That first episode. Well, that was really that line. A line. (laughs) That line. Screaming it. And like hitting the like plastic. I will not not be rich. (laughs) What about also, also I have to say Laura Dern's exits on this show that they've done are incredible. When she's standing with Reese and she kind of is like, I just got to go. And she like, they, they have a shot of her like kind of like haphazardly walking away and yeah. I thought to the episode one of season two where she goes to the small marching band yeah she's a very really blind rage it really like yeah. disorients her yeah she's so fantastic yeah. am I Meryl Streep yeah interesting because you look like her I am it's <laughs> literally I'm like <laughs> it's like we did it I mean yeah but I mean I would gag for you to like 
which is to be like, you know what? Let's scream. Let's scream. Right! What? 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 <laughs> like, beat your chest. Like, I would read, at one time, read, uh, I grabbed, read, like, this is like back in the day when there was, like, cameras, and Reed was taking photos mm-hmm. of us on some, like, trip to visit his mom, and I grabbed the camera to be like, uh, excuse me, first approval, and I, like, went through, and I saw a photo of me I didn't like, and I deleted it, and he hit me on the back of my head so hard, I saw stars. Oh. He was like, that's mine! That loud. <laughs> and I was like, I, like, black right. stars, and I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you're like, hold on, recovering from I was, real quick. I was like, what's going on? So you might be Meryl. That yeah. might be Meryl. Yeah. She said, is my grief too much for you? I had, it was such The a awards are going to flow in. She is going, going to, to flow in. snatch she it is. up, snatch them all. Those upper teeth they put in her, I am telling you what, it is. I'm she, like, first of all, somebody tell the people over at Bohemian Rhapsody where they did the dentures Exactly. From. I mean, hi. Because listen, those hi. people were so distracting. That they were insane. Movie. Yeah. Well, that movie, Anyways. Hello, was distracting. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was like in the airplane, like, okay, I, I guess I'll watch it. I tried it was, on an airplane. Jeremy was watching it on an airplane and I was watching Mamma Mia 2 probably. And I would like glance over and be like, to fuck. Right. I couldn't even believe it. But Jeremy enjoyed it, no? Am I wrong? Is that a true story? You know what I love? And I started watching it. I was so wrong about this show. I love it. Fleabag. It's incredible. I it told has, you. I gotta it watch. Is, I, I gotta watch. I tried watching it's it. It's amazing. I was in a yeah. bad mood. Season we one, know that happens two. to me. Yes. I was just in a mood. Yeah. I couldn't get in. I was like, I'm not here for this. I came back to it. I was like, this is, this is amazing. It is incredible. She is incredible. And she also wrote Killing Eve, which my sister was is obsessed with and I was really like wait, wow haven't watched season two yet haven't watched season two wait yet. until season two flew back I I, need, I know I need to like speed up I gotta it's watch really it good. It's on, it, yeah I gotta watch it Katie it's was incredible it. it's on Amazon it is it is really good like the look there's like the, she meets this guy who has like these crazy two front teeth mm-hmm. and I laughed so she does a lot of to camera mm-hmm. which at first I was like I don't know and I was like I love this this is so good and when he's like you know, I'll call you and, uh, and treat you like the dirty bitch you are. And she just looks at Karen and she's like, mm. And then he goes, just kidding. And she looks at Karen and goes, mm. And I really, <laughs> you're like, that <laughs> moment, I was like, deep, deep, same. That yeah. was like, so good. Yeah. I really, mm. It was so amazing. The scene with a dog. What's the I dog? What's she's that? on the phone with someone. I'm sorry that I'm ruining this for you, Jess, but you can think of me when you watch it. She's on the phone with someone. She's talking to someone and she's walking with these people and there's this like white dog that like, perks up and is looking at her and she looks at the dog in this way that's like weird and she's talking on the phone but it's all about like her looking at this dog looking at her and you're like is she afraid it's gonna bite her she keeps walking and she like turns around sees the dog still looking at her and she does this look of like it thinks I'm cute (laughs) and it is because her she's like a a kind of sex addict Mm. like addict like thief liar like but comes from trauma Mm. that's like getting unpacked yeah and Olivia Coleman is She's the Meryl Streep of the show. But she is, Uh my God, Olivia Coleman. I love Olivia Coleman. She is bananas. Mm -hmm. Everyone, the sister. Incredible. Incredible. Like, everyone on this show. Amazing. Have you gotten to where she goes into that? I can't remember what the circumstances are, but she goes into this office. I don't know if she's trying to get a job or she's in trouble, but there's this, like, blonde guy who's, like, really hideous to her. When she like goes to take yes. off her top and then it's like I was just hot. Uh huh. And he's like, That won't work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really was uh, yeah. He that comes was in the back. first episode. Oh. It's so good. I mean, 
just watch it. It's really good. I get it. I got to watch it. It was really good. It was really good. I was really into it. Um, yeah. So, you and your lover are going to take a trip tomorrow. Any other fun summer plans? Um, No. I'm, like, not... Okay. I traveled a lot last summer. My goal for this summer was to, like, find an apartment and, like, nest and, like, build a home. Mm. And that got ruined. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Ruined. Maybe I'll just, like, go to the beach a lot and just, like, what build apartments. Um, I am a Rockaway girl at heart. Mm-hmm. I love a good trip to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Reese, if you want to go to the club. Mm-hmm. What about, do you ever do a Fire Island mix? I've never been to Fire Island. Uh, hot. Who wants oh, to take Because I wish our podcast was just the three of us talking about Big Little Lies. That can happen. It can happen. Big Little Lies is so <laughs> it is good. I'm curious where it's going to go. And I mean, I mm. see like with the detective like following them around. Because like the book mm. was just the first season. Right. Did you read so the book? I read the book after after I watched and I like I was yeah I was like let me whatever um, I watched, watched the first the, season twice. I watched the final episode of the first season twice because I cried so it hard was, at the end. That reveal. That reveal. But also, like when <sighs> they look at each other in that way, that you know when like you and your friends are like this is a predator. Like the shared look among the women of like I have. I literally have chills all over my well, body. Well, the moment, that was brilliant. I literally, full chills of when they don't have to talk about it, <laughs> and Nicole looks at... Well, Shaleen's body goes into shock. And Nicole looks at her like, it's... This is him. Yeah. It's, and they don't have they to say anything. They know it's no word. Oh. Super chills. And then yoga teacher, of course, yoga comes teacher. running down. No! Like, yeah. deeply, yeah. deeply so related to, like... It the whole mess. Yeah. Do you think that they knew they were going to do a season two when they finished? Because the book, in the book, they just like tell the truth about what happened, and it's like done. So I'm like, I think that they lied for season two. Oh yeah. To like happy a thing. Can you imagine them being like, well, I don't know. It's only like these mega Hollywood actresses. I wonder if we'll get a season two. Of course. I kind of, I mean, but I like that. I like that too. It's like sharp objects where it's like, you just get the one and it's like done. I didn't watch that. Sharp, very good. Objects. I was, the book is insane. I was so into sharp objects. Yeah. yeah, Because all the actors are amazing. And I love Patty. Like Patty is New York actress royalty. Like I did that. I adore her. I've gotten to spend some time with her. She's just amazing. Like I fucking love Patty. She's so legendary. Maybe I'll do it this summer. You should it's really good. Daytime off. Do you scare easily? Yes. Okay. okay. Watch it in the daytime. Okay. I loved watching it at night because I'd be like, Oh, and then I would have nightmares so fierce. Wait, Stuart and Mark just had me watch this show on Netflix called The Perfectionist. Perfection. It is an Allison Williams thriller. You're, wait till you hear this. is the most okay. absurd plot. Okay. She goes to China to meet up with her friend from cello boarding school. Oh my god, your life. Cello boarding school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For cello girls, for girls. <laughs> It was the, and then the, the plot unfolds to where it turns out that they were all abused at cello boarding school by Stephen Weber. And, oh. Uh-huh. Returned from the dead. Wow. And um, it's lots of murder and stuff. You should what? watch it. Oh, is it, a, is it a vengeance flick? It's a slasher vengeance flick. I love... A, you know what movie I am so excited for? It's called Ready or Not. Okay. It's about this... I don't know anyone in it, except... Um, 
this actress who was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Annie McDowell, isn't it? Anyhow. <laughs> this, it's, uh, this girl's going to marry this guy. And it's, like, you know, his, like, white, rich family. And she's, like, this white, pretty blonde girl. And it looks like, oh, it's just a sort of, like, thing. And she, but on their wedding night, there is a game. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's the game? And she like <laughs> they pull, does this thing, and it's this card that's like, oh, hide and seek. And the family's all like, good luck. And Wait, it, his family? His family. And it turns out that like whoever gets married to the family has to survive a night and not get killed. <laughs> and it is high camp comedy horror, oh. which is kind of one of my favorite realms, oh my one of my God. favorite genres. So she goes to hide and whatever, and she's in her white wedding dress. Oh my God. So she goes to hide, and she's like, peeking around this corner and then one of the maids comes in and is like, are you in here? And all of a sudden the maid gets her head shot off. What? And the, and this other girl runs in, one of the family, like the sister runs in, and she's like, oh, I thought it was her. And they're like, she's in a maid's outfit. She's not wearing a white dress. What's the matter with you? And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like that. And the girl's like, fuck me. Right. So she's got to like tear her wedding dress in half, get on her chucks. And what are chucks? Converse. Oh. And battle her way out of these people. And then, but then the the thing what? is, like, she would like stay. Who's gonna stay married after that? Come yeah, on, that's, there's a lot of money. Okay, maybe she has a career in dance, and she has got to. She's got to. Let me tell you she what. I can name some choreographers who've done it. Okay, I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm here. Yeah, that's true. true. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names, but we all know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But let me tell you what. Wait, is I did not it's coming out? It's coming out in August. You, you learned all of this from a trailer. It's the lot trailers these days. I'm telling you what, you don't even have to see the movie. Yeah. But I'm still going to go see it. I'm I'm into it. I don't like, like scary movies. You'll go with me because you're going to scream and then we're going to laugh. It's going to be fun. Mm. Didn't we see Hereditary together? No. I watched that in That chunks. movie made me laugh so hard. What's Hereditary? Hereditary is this Tony Collette. Where scary possession, which Tony Collette is Muriel's wedding is um United States of Terra is yes is that the same person who's on Wanderlust? Yes, I didn't watch that. Did you like it? Oh, it's cute. Okay, Um, (laughs) I literally want a TV podcast. I can't. I don't want to talk about dance anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're gearing up to it. It's happening. We have we did our for listeners. If you haven't seen it, you can watch um, Reed's and uh, my review of oh, Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix on YouTube. <laughs> You're um, like, who is this? Where we really, uh, I like that someone commented, usually movie reviews review the movie. Oops. Right. I, know, I was like, I guess you weren't listening because we actually, we literally talked about every, it was play by play. We, yeah. Well, almost. I mean, I really, uh, Peter Smith's favorite line was the epic battle to get into the Upper West Side townhouse. <laughs> that was a really door. good, <laughs> the epic battle to get into the Upper West Side front door. The townhouse. front door, yeah. The upper, yeah. 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 Anyhow, it's a good one. You can check it out. We'll be doing more reviews of uh, TVs and films and TVs. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, like a Panasonic. <laughs> <laughs> I like a Toshiba. It's real. <laughs> what TV do you like? Flat screen, fifty inch. Whoa. Um, Nobody has a TV. I don't know anybody. With I don't a TV. have a TV either. My and mother and my brother have TVs. That's true. Yeah. I have a TV. You, you have, have a TV. Is it in storage? Yeah. Oh, you got to pull that out. I know. Get your beautiful. passport. It's, like a, it's a. I know, I, oh shit, I was supposed to go get this dress from storage. 
for the rehearsal the rehearsal dinner is at the Ace Hotel tomorrow night I stayed there when I did a show at um in Chicago that's where they put me Ace Hotel you're always like how many beer light bulbs can there be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... That's a lot of hotels now, though. It's very, like, hipster. Like, the hotels are trying to be, like... They make the rooms look like a Brooklyn coffee shop. Uh-huh. And they think that, like, that's, yeah. like... I'm like, I don't want to... You're going to lay, lay down on this bed with a yoga blanket on it? Do you know what I mean? And you're like, how do you wash this wool blanket? Right. right. Like, you right. don't. Well, that's why when you go into the hotel, you take everything that is an accessory, a tchotchke, you put it in the closet. Yeah. Just leave the sheets. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you do that? Because you don't want to deal with the things. You don't want to deal with their concept of decoration. It's oh. distracting. Yeah. I mean, okay. advice it's from upsetting. me. Yeah. Advice from me. There's your travel advice. Yeah. When you get anywhere, take everything off the walls immediately. Oh, and- my mo- when with my mother going into an Airbnb, she will take all the paintings off the wall. The same. Crazy. Oh, I will do that too. God. And you better be following her to try to remember where things where, went. Because she I not. Photo it. She's not like taking a picture. No, of no, I don't know. Well, oh, gee. Like, if you're in an Airbnb and you've got, like, shit up on the walls that's gross, like, what's your fucking problem? You can just yeah. put it back up yourself when I leave. We just stayed at the Standard Hotel in Hollywood last week. I love. Which is just, like, a cruiser's dream, basically. This is well. It's very, like, gay camp. Yeah, like, But, like, white gay male camp. It's true. And, and you're going to go to like, Equinox. Right. Like right across the street, yeah. but like everything has all of these like sexual innuendos. Like mm-hmm. the key cards say "slip it in." Oh wow! And the <laughs> air conditioner, you're like, I'm listening. And the air conditioners say like "blow," and then it's like hard, harder. Oh, wow! And I there's very that. yeah. The the lights in the hallway are like purple. It's very like wow. It's just like something in my drink. Yeah, it's club. like it's really like, and you know the pool outside is just like anyone can just walk in and just go out there and. Speedos are like the dress code. Mandatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very like, oh, this, uh, there was a dress code. I didn't get that memo. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I guess was, I'll go topless. Like, <laughs> but, but it was like, and everyone has like a balcony, but it was like hideous decoration, but there weren't a lot of things now that I'm thinking about it on the wall. I love I staying in a hotel in LA. It's really one of my favorite things. I also always feel like I'm in Mulholland Drive. I'm like, <laughs> I always feel like a pot of array away from like, you know, doing heroin and yeah. like a, sex worker. I mean, there was like 100% like coke within like just everywhere. It's in the air. It was like Chernobyl. You're like, we just put that in my iced tea. Thanks. (laughs) You can get a CBD latte. Are you watching Chernobyl? No. Oh, okay. Reed's only watching I can't watch that. It's too dark. I can't. I can't do it. It's about Chernobyl. It's a movie about the Chernobyl disaster in Russia in the late 80s. But it's kind of, it's dramatized. So you have famous British, it's all British people pretending to be Russian people. <laughs> pretending to be. With British yeah. accents. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, and also one Swedish actor uh, just um, speaking through gravel the whole time. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, what's his name? Star- Skarsgård. Skarsgård. One of the Skarsgårds. Uh-huh. The one who's in it's the dad. Little Lies? The dad. It's the dad of them all. The Stellan. Stellan. Stella, I couldn't. I'm not gonna do that. Stella. 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 I was like, I'm gonna leave that. Stellan's car. Aren't there like twelve of those children? The, yeah, like the Von Trapp children. They yeah. are the Von Traps. Yeah, they're so except they're just all gorgeous male actors. So gorgeous. And is it? It's like only men, right? No, there's yeah. a woman. I don't know. Sky. Sky. You're making stuff up. <laughs> I don't think I am. I feel like when we wiki this last week, we saw last it. week. <sighs> I think so. You were over. We did it. Yeah, Reed. I thought that Jeremy's the, nodding. Alexander Skarsgård was on Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. 
acted the hell out of that. Everyone is such a good actor. Yeah. But I think that comes from Jean Marc, the director. He's not directing this season. What? He, well, he's EP. Andrea Arnold is. He's definitely EP. That to me. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that Pete. And he did Sharp Objects. He sure did. What's so, the, who's the scars guard on Big Little Lies? You just said Alexander. Alex. He. Alex, my friend Alex. I'm glad that he gets to continue being on the show in Even right. in Death. Well, he is Gorgina. Right. So yeah. hot, my God. He it's just so gets... interesting, too, because it's like also looking at the way it's commenting on like parenting and oh, it's just the like, parenting in it is so major. Like the school culture. Oh, man. those twins really look like Nicole's children. I have to say. <gasps> but when she pushed her son, no, we will, not, will not be like, like him. him. It's like, and Meryl sort of Meryl. standing over there, right. like, teeth, teeth, teeth. Right. And her being like, wait a <laughs> second. She said, I don't believe you. Yeah, she really did. But you stayed. But you stayed. Yeah, really fucked up. Really yeah. fucked up. I loved when you were, I was watching a video this morning, trying to do my research, of and you talking about how you like would watch Game of Thrones like through Jeremy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, but like, I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah. But you that's had like such a drink. To, like, that's how I caught up to and like. And now Jack just tells me the story of Game seven. of Thrones, yeah. which I've never seen. Yeah. It was really great. I just be like, who's that? Jeremy like that. I'm like, who's that? I could have worked. My therapist told me this years ago. I could have worked for the CIA. Maybe that's what oh, I'll yeah. do. <laughs> I literally, I, I can't like reveal what it was, but I came to my therapist's office one day and I was like, was that person leaving this person? And he was like, who I wouldn't know at all. It was in relationship to my therapist. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how did you know that? And I was like, tell, I just knew it. He was like, it is uncanny. I mean, my, am I hypervigilant mm-hmm. or am I psychic? Is it both? Is being hypervigilant from trauma being psychic? Maybe. Who knows? But I could work for the CIA. Oh, my. <laughs> all that to say. All, all that, that exactly. All that, all that to say. say. All that to say. Well, yeah. we've loved having you on today. Oh, my Just, gosh. I we may have to have you on you. as the frequent TV correspondent. Oh, um, maybe you should be our TV <laughs> correspondent. I love it. <gasps> I love it. That would be so fun. Yeah. I gag. That's really good. Just let me know. Um, yes, Jess, I love you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, other, you will be able to find out more about Jess by Alha. That uh, she'll be tagged on Instagram in the photo we're about to take. And um, look up Audrey Lord. Callan Lord. Look up Audrey Lord. Look up Audrey Lord. She's so important. And um, uh, look up Callan Lord. And uh, go there if you need to deal with anything with your health needs. Um, get an anal pap. Get an anal pap. Uh, it's summer after yeah. all. And go pick up your passport. And go pick up your passport <laughs> from storage. Passport okay. From storage. Um, ladies and gentlemen, with other, we love you. We go love to our YouTube you. channel, dance and stuff, and um, the videos just keep on coming. Bye. Bye. I think that silence is one of, of course, one of the ways in which we're controlled, one of the very effective implants by which we control ourselves. And it's something that each one of us individually and collectively will die of if we do not find a way to break it. And I've seen this come up over and over again in the women's movement, in the black power movement, in the lesbian movement, over and over again. Those questions that are acceptable can be asked and always there is the the tendency not to ask those that do not fit into a pattern. And um, there is a poem 
I have a poem, as a matter of fact, that I'd like to read that comes out of that consciousness, that comes out of the ways in which I experience that deathly kind of silence over and over and over again in so many different guises. The title of it is A Song for Many Movements. Nobody wants to die on the way, caught between ghosts of whiteness and the real water. None of us wanted to leave our bones on the way to salvation. Three planets to the left a century of light years ago. Our spices are separate and particular, but our skins sing in complementary keys. At a quarter to eight, meantime, we were telling the same stories over and over and over. But broken-down gods survive in the crevasses and mud-pots of every beleaguered city, where it is obvious there are too many bodies to cart to the ovens or gallows, and our uses have become more important than our silence. Our uses have become more important than our silence. After the fall, there are too many empty cases of blood to bury or burn, and there will be nobody left to listen, and our labor has become more important than our silence. Our labor has become more important than our silence. Oh.